it funny that Steelers Nation has spent the better part of this week fussing over an offensive line coach being promoted when in fact the coaching really wasn't the issue. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. I do one of these every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. I also do daily shots of Penguins and Pirates if you're into hockey and or baseball. This one isn't going to be any fun for me, this topic. Uh, I have more respect than I can begin to try to quantify for you for Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, and Alejandro Villanueva, all of whom are going to get ripped here pretty good. Because the offensive line performance that we witnessed in 2020 was abominable, especially when it came to run blocking. I don't want to go all the way and say that these guys checked out. It's a very real thing that they were conditioned to pass blocking, two-point stances, and all that other stuff. That's been the way they've performed for the better part of their careers. But I also was there when these guys loved, and I mean loved, run blocking. Especially Marquise and Dave. Right up the middle. I watched these guys when they were blocking for Le'Veon Bell, Um, D'Angelo Williams, when he arrived, all of the pulling that they were doing, but also just the straight-on knocking guys backward. They took such pride in it. They enjoyed it. After the game, you'd ask them about this or that or whatever, and they would keep coming back to the run blocking and how much fun it was and their smiles, and they were just so into it. I don't know what happened. In 2020, everybody gets older. Everybody gets a little bit tired of uh, getting beaten up, worn down, you know. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's what happened with all three of them. Whatever it was, it couldn't have been any coincidence that as soon as Kevin Dotson would come onto the field, you'd notice this, not, not a little bit of a difference, this huge difference. Dotson was taking guys downfield, and I'm not taking anything away from Dotson. He was really good, but he shouldn't have stood out anywhere near that much. And he did. And he did. And that's because these other guys just weren't into it. I don't have another explanation. I, I can't accept that all three of them were, you know, just they, they just all hit their career walls at the same time physically and just couldn't block anybody anymore. I, I can't I can't buy that. That's way too convenient. I just think they reached a point where they just didn't want to do it anymore. They were ready to stand there and protect Ben all day and all night. 
that's been the number one thing that they've been conditioned to do. Again, in fairness, that's the way they've always been trained. That's the reason that you always saw them in the two-point stance instead of the three. But that became the only thing that they wanted to do. And when you have your head coach saying offensive line's not being physical enough, you have the offensive coordinator saying the offensive line's not being physical enough, and they're throwing these messages out to the public, which is something that the Steelers never do on any front, it wasn't exactly some deeply guarded secret. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. If you're paying around 200 bucks a month for cable, as most of us do, Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports, and now including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games, and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. For our listeners only, go to FuboTV.com DK to get 15% off your first month. One more time. FuboTV.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. So what do you do? What do you do if you're the Steelers about this? No, Adrian Clem, the new offensive line coach, isn't going to be able to walk into that classroom depending on who's still there. I mean, obviously Villanueva is a free agent. Marquise is looking like a very good bet for retirement. Let's say Dave is still there. Dave's obviously still under contract. What do you say to Dave to get him going? What do you say? Hey, Dave, by the way, now that I'm the main offensive line coach instead of the assistant offensive line coach, mind if I ask you a question? What the heck was that? What were you doing last season? Do you not want to do this? If you don't want to do it, please, by all means, just let me know. I'll find somebody. If I'm the Steelers, I'm looking very, very hard at a total transfusion of that offensive line. And I know that's dangerous. I know that's risky. I know the value and the importance of an offensive line, no matter how talented it is, no matter how hungry it is, finding chemistry, of working with each other, of communicating properly. Because, again, their principal assignment is to keep the franchise quarterback upright. Which, one more time, to these guys' credit, they did that. Ben didn't get hurt in a year that all of us thought, no, 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 we were all sure he was going to get hurt, and he didn't. But I don't care, because the hunger has to be there. It has to be there. And if that means a total transfusion, go nuts. I I can build an offensive line right here that has Zach Banner at left tackle or Chooks, whichever one, Chooks or Korofor at right tackle. It depends on how you want to align these guys based on their individual strengths and histories and things that you picked up. So I, I don't really care which one's left, which one's right. But those are your two tackles. You have Dotson on the inside. Filers, Matt Filer is a free agent. I wasn't crazy about his play 
in the interior. He never should have said yes when Mike Tomlin asked him to move inside. He was an effective right tackle. He would have gotten paid a lot more in free agency if he'd insisted on staying at right tackle. He took one for the team. It didn't go well for him. Didn't go well for the team either. But I've got now three offensive linemen. It's three young guys, and I trust them to come through with that hunger and passion and everything else that you need. And in the case of Chooks, certainly you now have a body of work, something to build off of. All of that's good. All of that's important. But you obviously need a lot more. You do. You need a lot more. I don't know about Dave. I really don't know what to say about Dave right now. It's it's a... It's a hard read, and, and, there's, and there's too much that he's done in Pittsburgh too well for too long for me to hold this position too strongly, if that makes any sense. But I saw what I saw in 2020, and I don't accept that it was all injury-based or the fact that he you know, missed some of training camp and then was in again and then out again and then out again in the regular season and then in again and – there's just something wasn't right there. And it, was, it wasn't just physical, and it couldn't have been just physical. This team needs a real makeover on the offensive line. And from there, that's when Adrian Clem will either earn his dollars or not, because that is when you have to infuse that chemistry and cohesion and communication, even as your new offensive coordinator is supposed to be running all kinds of clever things to make your running game less predictable. Oh, man, you know what? We could talk about a million other things related to the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2020 that are a whole lot uh, sexier than this, you know? But the truth is this will probably matter more than all of the rest of them put together. I'm not kidding. Like, I, I could sit here and talk to you about, you know, Juju's TikToks and everything else here and not really get everybody's blood flowing and whatever else here. None of that is going to matter anywhere near as much as what I just mentioned. And remember that I said that. When we come back, just one question. Time for just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that holds this podcast and leave it right there in the comments underneath. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Goose, who asks, Art Rooney stated that there is a need to add to the quarterback room, presumably for next year. How do you think they will do that 
for 2021. Drafting anything other than a first-round QB seems like a waste to me unless the Steelers are done with Rudolph. I can't see them affording a free agent nor trading for a meaningful player. Drafting a third-rounder or the like is just adding another Dobbs, Rudolph, Dixon, etc. I appreciate the question, Goose. Uh, yes, uh, my understanding of Art's context for adding to the quarterback room was for 2021. I wouldn't and didn't read as much into his remark as a lot of people did. Anytime you hear the owner talk about the quarterback position, it's going to raise all kinds of antennas. But my understanding of that was simply counting heads. Uh, I happen to believe that Dwayne Haskins equals Paxton Lynch, meaning in their heads. Paxton Lynch was a first-round pick too, remember? With a first-round arm. And they brought him into the fold, and everyone was like, whoa, Paxton Lynch is here. Oh, he's a first-rounder. Mason's a third-rounder. They're going to really give this kid a chance. You never saw him. My goodness, in a season where Duck was getting starts in the NFL, you still never saw Paxton Lynch. You never saw him anywhere near a football field. Duck was your starting quarterback on a primetime game in Los Angeles. Do you remember this? Yeah, and he won, too. He won. <laughs> and still, there was no trace of Paxton Lynch. If that sounds unfair to Haskins, whatever. I'm just telling you that I, I think that's how they think about this. I don't believe that they brought in Haskins to challenge anybody for anything. They brought him in as one of these, let's just throw him out there and see what happens. If he impresses us, maybe he can slide a little bit further up the depth chart. Tomlin likes Haskins. He liked him in college a lot. And it's entirely possible that Washington, as it's been for so many players at so many positions for way too long, a bad place to be that he'll do better in a new setting. But beyond that, Goose, to answer your question, when I look at the quarterback room, I really think Art was referring to nothing more than, than a hard count. He said, obviously, in terms of that remark, obviously, that there's a need to add to the quarterback room. Actually, I think his terminology was, as you know, He's referring to a body count. Ben's a starter. Mason's the backup. Haskins is there as the Paxton Lynch. So you could bring in another guy. You could bring in, a whether it's a Dobbs or, or someone like that, to be a three. I, I, it's not going to be Dobbs, I don't think. Dobbs has every reason to go looking around the NFL, as he did last year, by the way. You know, as he should for a legit number two job. That's that's going to end up being something that won't really blow anybody away. Maybe it's a draft pick. I don't know. Uh, you know, let's let's say that it is. Let's say that they do what Green Bay did, where you know you have Aaron Rodgers. You don't really care if you're going to offend Aaron Rodgers, and you just go and you invest 
your first round pick in a quarterback and say, look, at some point or other, you're not going to be here, man. And we got to take care of things. Well, now you would bring in that player as a first rounder and you'd put him in a low pressure situation where he's absolutely not going to be tasked with starting. He's not even going to be tasked with being the backup. He's going to be in a position where in practices and all through training camp, he'll be not scout team, but, you know, scout team or, or you know, taking some some snaps with a regular unit and getting busy and while you're learning the offense. I, I could see that. That would be the one thing that would be exciting. Obviously, we're talking about a first-round quarterback here. But I, I just didn't get this sense. To, to answer your question as directly as I can, when Art brought that up, I really felt like he was just talking about filling the room. That's it. Good question, though. We'll see where it goes. I appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody listening to this, and we'll do it again tomorrow. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.